welcome to the Aging Millennials Podcast. Fun. Not a, even though not I've been level operation. I've been surprised at the level of even though they're just our close buds who people have been like, hey man, what's the next episode? It's pretty cool. Yeah, man, people dig it. Yeah. You know, it's it's cool because um all of this stuff is sort of like equipment involved with either music or like podcasting seems to be the same way. It's almost like it's never modern and it all works good. Like stuff is always <laughs> duct taped together and it's like you have to like bang on it a certain way. And, and this is 2021. I've read so many this year has been the, the, the year of reading rockstar autobiographies this year for me. Yeah. I never realized obviously, but uh, that musicians are so obsessed with sound and yeah. like how it's recorded and and the mic and the mixing that that whole because well, what happens is you have this uh, musical component that you buy when you're young and then like you get it perfect and it breaks and stuff and you duct tape it back together and you get it so it's jimmy rig just a certain way and it has like the yours the perfect sound then if you buy a brand new one it doesn't sound like that even though it's not broken it just it doesn't have the same sound and you get used to working with that one way and you can manipulate it better. Yeah, but it, it's just it's like certain certain musicians' brains can listen to things and like hear the nuance and like oh the bass needs to be turned up oh the drums uh, the hi hats yeah. are too high that that kind of thing. They know the whole spectrum. Yeah, you've ever seen one of those charts where it has what each instrument is in the spectrum of the wavelengths? I think I have seen that before. Like yeah, the, each instrument fits into its own little sound domain. Yeah. So um, hi everyone. Welcome back after a long hiatus. Yes, we have aged. We've aged. Oh, we seem we to be aging rapidly. Aged severely. <laughs> aging rapidly. The conditions of the world have uh, determined. They've caught up with us. Yeah, they really have. Up. We're not living in fantasy land anymore. <laughs> but you know, glad to be here, and I think uh, you know a lot to be grateful for as uh, big things are happening here, and big things have happened. Uh, Big things are continuing to happen <laughs> daily here at the Aging Millennials Podcast. But this is episode like, I don't know, I don't know what. 18 or 17, 16, something, like, something that. like that. Yeah, somewhere in that range. We're, we're getting, not old enough to join the army. Exactly. <laughs> old enough to uh, perhaps buy cigarettes on a... Old enough to drive. <laughs> remember when the drinking age was 18? Uh, I mean, I don't personally yeah, remember it. <laughs> not in our lifetime. I'm, I'm aware of the situation. Yeah. Uh, it does seem wrong that you can go off and fight in a war and not have a drink. Not that's, not by booze, yeah. That's sure. silly. I just realized the other day that you had to actually, in order to apply for a government job, you had to be on the uh, the rolls to be drafted. Uh, well, kiss my ass on that <laughs> one. I guess that's why I don't have a government job. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Be, you know what, dude? I'm not gonna be drafted to go fight some bullshit. Mm. You know especially I mean? after afghanistan right that's what i'm saying afghanistan or whatever else Gosh. korea or vietnam or like i don't i'm not gonna fight for the, the like socio-political dominance on the earth yeah like, I, I don't care like I, I will fight if my life and liberty is threatened is that threat yeah but you'd be surprised in the moment how those things can be spun, you know, and how... Uh, mm, yes, they do like to spin. You know, coming up on the anniversary of the uh, September 11th attacks, you yeah, remember... 20 years. Like, yeah. the intensity of that moment. I'm realizing how emotional people are, especially all the crazy things that have been going on. Obviously, the biggest thing being the coronavirus. How you can sway 
the the public's opinion in a certain way using fear tactics. It's very powerful, very very powerful. A pretty good uh, example of that is like when Joe Rogan got yeah yeah coronavirus and he and he did that Instagram video and he was like, "Hey everybody, I have corona. Yeah. Um, I went to my doctor. They're throwing the kitchen sink at it. Uh, you know." M- m- micro bodies or whatever it is monoclonal, monoclonal antibodies antibody, yeah. uh, ivermectin uh, vitamins all this stuff so you know i'm fighting it i'll be fine okay thanks everybody bye and then i see cnn the next day is the anderson cooper's head with a big headline uh joe rogan praises ivermectin joe rogan uh is telling everyone to take horse, horse dewormer. dewormer yeah like and, and then i watched the joe rogan's podcast after that he's like I didn't. I literally just went to the doctor. Like I went to the I went to the doctor with COVID, and they gave me this. Like what? Like it's not the bloody news anymore. No, bro. no, no. I mean, close. I I've, I I can't tell you the last time I've watched a major news channel like that. I've given up on CNN, Fox, all of it. I've given up. The problem really is not that it exists, but that it used to be dependable. Because you have a lot of people who watch CNN through the 80s and the 90s when it was li- like literally a right. news channel. They don't realize that there's been a paradigm shift and that it no longer is impartial, reliable news. There was a turning point. I'm sure the baby boomers could tell us where there was like, uh, it seemed to be the Bush years when we were in high school or something where the the high, uh, maybe it was the Gore-Bush thing back in 2000, like that, that whole thing that was so intense that the, that the rift started. But anyways. Yeah. It's always something. It. It, for me, it's been very intense to see, like most people, this whole uh, vaccine intensity, the the obviously the the surges and the variants and all this stuff, and and just sort of the the sides that that divide us. You know, it seems to be. But I think a lot of it is just, you know, they highlight the crazies on both sides and then it looks like everyone's fighting each other yeah exactly by and large we're mostly just going to work and taking care of our families and right. stuff. like most people don't really give a shit as long as you don't tell them that they can't do things it, right right no. yeah but there seems to be the the two sides of you are being you think you know you're just living your life but you're in reality you're being irresponsible to your fellow citizens uh, and then there's the people who are like, listen, everyone do what they want to do and take your risk as you see fit, you know? I think, though, like, the really, the the there are only a couple of enclaves where they're, like, crazy about it. Yeah. Well, you like know? L.A. or California. And, yeah, Portland. Yeah. You know? Seattle. Stuff like that. But they're, but they're crazy about everything. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a port, city like Portland is getting has been going in a crazy direction for quite some time. You know, sometimes I'm really glad that America is structured the way it is because, like, the different states really are like different countries. You know, you really like if you're super Christian and evangelical and like abortion kills you and stuff, like, you could go to Texas. They just passed that law. You'll feel comfortable there. And vice versa, if you feel the opposite of that way, you don't have to live in Texas. But, yeah, I mean, you, not everybody know, has. But the... that's not really a fair thing because if you if you were born and grew up in Texas and then all of a sudden they tell you this, which to me seems seems too short of a period of time, six weeks. Six weeks. I mean, most women don't find out they're pregnant. That's what I'm saying. Brittany weeks. found out she was pregnant at 10 or 11 weeks. I think if you're going to put a stamp on it, yeah, at least make it a period of time after that point. Yeah. Like women, it should be past a point where it's like, 
you definitely would have known by that point. I feel like this debate will will never, never end. Obviously, we know the difficulties of the conversation, but it will never end until we master birth control to a point that both sexes are able to fearlessly take it and not have any extreme side effects. And there's still going to be rape. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's a really, yeah, horrible thing. But uh, I I don't think that if a woman gets raped and becomes pregnant, you should not allow her to to do that. that I mean, I, I terrible, don't, you know. Yeah. That's got to be a really... Or incest or whatever. I'd imagine that's a really, I'd hope, I don't know, I have no data to back this up, but that's a really small percentage of, of results. Right, but, but it's not, like, non-existent. Like, it happens however many times a year in America, probably a significant number, a dozen or something. Yeah, you know te- I mean? Texas really went for it, man. They were talking about if you, you rat somebody out for it. And yeah, that, I don't that, really care on. for that. Intense, intense. In the middle of all this COVID madness. It's, it's ironic like that Texas is in so many ways like a, a liberty state, like yeah. a freedom state. Like but have they your are, guns and all this shit. They're Christian. But then they, they'll go and do that. Like it just seems too harsh to me. It's turning into Christian fundamentalism, you know. Right, that's what it right. is. And that's not the kind of country. Uh, I think if I had to like come down on it, I would say like after the first trimester. I'm with you. You know what I mean? Like if, you know, you have time to think about it and talk with your loved ones and your pastor and whatever, Mm -hmm. and like come to a conclusion and really decide about it before it's like a baby in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Once a baby gets big in there, it's like clearly a baby and that's an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. No, no. You got to make up your mind before it goes too far. Absolutely. You know, we're on the same page there, you know, but I guess that puts you firmly in in the pro-choice side. I mean, that's it. I don't believe so. I, like I really feel that we need and possibly should start a centrist party. Yeah, the but centrists. That's what wouldn't most people agree? Like, you sh- to be banned from getting an abortion before you even can know that you're pregnant is too early. And similarly, yeah. to suck a baby out of you at nine months Whew. is not is not cool either. Of course, but you know but I mean? but you either there's hardliners that are very. I mean, there's right. Well, there's they a don't have to be stance. in the centrist party. Right. <laughs> But you either agree that it's it's the woman's choice or you don't. I think most up, people would wait, agree that it's the woman's choice up to a certain point. I think you'd be surprised. At, yeah. at, I think you'd be surprised at how many people Aging are... Aging Millennials really, poll. Yeah. Abortion poll. <laughs> oh, Isn't God. fun? Oh, man. We started this off on a light, <laughs> on a, on a light note. Yeah, yeah. we're going to get a lot so of So how was COVID, John? How did you like... How was that? Uh, it sucked. I was yeah. sick, you know? <laughs> I didn't expect you to say it was a walk in the I mean, park. It wasn't like great. I was I has like seem, the flu. Seem, I had the flu. You seem the same. Yeah, I'm cool. I was expecting you to be like. I, it was like the flu with like a longer period of like m- mild suckiness afterwards. Uh, so like it was like three days of like, oh, I have the flu. This really sucks. Like uh, my throat hurts. And I'm tired. I'm achy. Yeah, I have a headache and I have fever and stuff. And then after that, it's just like I still feel t- kind of tired. Yeah. Coughing a lot of yeah, coughing up right, stuff. right. I expected you to be in like a a week, like a weakened version of yourself. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. Everything went on hold, you know. Right. I had a lot of plans to like. Our store was closed for a couple of weeks for some construction, and um, our baby is due in two days. So <sighs> during that period of time, about a month ago, I was going to get everything ready, get the you know crib all set up and all that stuff. And then I, the first day that we were closed, I got COVID. I was out like the entire time, and then pretty much right when we were open, open back up, then I was 
fine again. So I didn't get a chance to do all that stuff, but well, I now mean, I'm ready. That's exactly. The room looks great. Um, that's got to be the headline right now in the world of, of the Johnsons. Here. Yeah, well, it's just like any I mean, minute. Like you're just ready, ready to go. It's almost like, you know, a room full of people at SpaceX, like watching their <laughs> watching their rocket go up, like just like when is it when it went? Is it going to blow up? When's it going to? Is it going to get to space? What's going to happen? Like, you know what I mean? Like the anticipation is great. Yeah, but the, but the second one is a is definitely much more. You're like uh, obviously, like I am feeling prepared. as or more nervous about this one than I was about Millie. Because now you also because have Millie. Millie, I just thought it was just this like magical like thing where the baby comes out and it's just everyone's smiling and they hand you this like beautiful. Like, was it? Was now it? Was it? Seen that? the like the dark side of it, <laughs> and it is intense. And I know what I'm in for. Terrific! I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a lovely experience to see mm-hmm. it. See it yeah. from see it from the outside looking in. Yeah, I mean, it literally any moment. Hmm. Yeah, well, but any any moment now, everybody's on watch. So yeah, I mean, I'm really glad that things are um, opening up back, opening back up again. Um, a few months ago, me and my girlfriend were like, okay, this you know this can't go on forever. We we, we have to live our lives. This was like we got to remember going into let's say February of next year, February March would be two years. Yeah, two of full this. years. This when I think two about years. that, I think about like. When this started, every, they all just kept comparing it to the Spanish flu epidemic of, 2000, of uh, 1918, right? Yeah, yeah. Which was like, lasted less time than this. Like, everybody was like, oh, how less bad is this going to be compared <laughs> to that? Like, it it wasn't less. I mean, maybe less people died. I'm not sure what the statistics are. But as I far as like, bad. length of time, like, this is, we're, we're not better able to deal with this than we were 100 <laughs> years ago? <laughs> Something's up, man. Really? Something's weird. It's just so weird about it. But okay, we we ended up buying tickets to a music festival, thinking you know this is this should be like on its way out by the time this happens. And what do you know? Mm-hmm. As soon as it shows up, it's like peaks again. Me too. I bought all kinds of tickets for yeah. this period of time. Did you really? You just bought the black and then, black well, crows, it was right? Before, yeah, but and then when they got postponed, and then it postponed and canceled, and it's like man yeah but now a lot of them are going forward except for you know i don't know if you heard bonnaroo just got canceled. Yeah, but that was because of the weather yeah yeah which i feel for those but obviously there's bigger disasters going on in the world but man that i can't imagine what it's like logistically wise to cancel a festival that size uh that day oh, yeah, it's, before it's an utter nightmare an utter nightmare and for every like every hotel within 50 miles probably all the flights like oh. everything oh I can't imagine. I feel for uh, a shout out to Ryan and Gabby out there. I feel for you guys. I know you look forward to that every year. I want to uh, probably like when my new son goes off to college. <laughs> Jeez. In like, Jeez. I don't know, 18 years. Fast forward 18 years. I'm going to Burning Man for sure. Burning Man? Yeah, dude. I want to go out there and like. I can't imagine. I didn't, I didn't get a little like golf cart or something. Drive around. It's like art installations. And I know. I, I, cool. I, I, I could see you. would be interested in that. You wouldn't be interested in the music. It's, well, it's not music; it's art, right? No, no, no. It's ED. It's like an EDM festival. I thought it was oh, just... art too. Trust me, I, from what I know, tons of art installation. That's a cool part. Oh, okay. You're in the desert, and it's straight EDM fest. I mean, it's I was like not aware of that. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not, that doesn't really appeal to me that much. If they would stop it, like again, it's all night probably too. If you're even semi sober, like EDM 
like by the third day you you want to blow your head uh off. paul and holly went to the electric daisy carnival in las vegas really yeah paul stevens uh-huh wow i would never suspect that yeah, pretty cool stuff How, did he have a good time um yeah sounded like he had a really good time. it's just it's nutty you know yeah 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 well those are those are like definitely the art and the, the visual I, that was one of those things aspect. he was telling me i think he did like the v the veep vip situation oh where it's like and he was so happy that he did it so many times just the because of level. how nuts it would have been otherwise just like the buses and just the crap the crowds, teams, people yeah. just going nuts and naked you know people whatever like, <laughs> so, sometimes it really makes sense to do the vip if you can afford it yeah it's worth the sacrifice well certain times it doesn't like at this at this railbird festival i i, I have to tell you it was one of the most poorly managed it was like they were, people were calling it uh, on the social media the like shitbird festival. <laughs> super, not bad, not bad. <laughs> the uh, uh, you remember the fire festival uh-huh. tobacco? They were calling this like a, a second fire festival. It was wow, that, it that's was that. brutal. You know, I, would, pe- I would like to know how many times that has happened though since the fire <laughs> festival. Like now, like festivals have to live under that constant threat. Yeah. Like if if they screw one thing up, people are gonna go fire fest, fire fest. Yeah, yeah, that becomes the pariah. If Whereas you like the fire fest was like really bad. <laughs> yeah that was a true disaster that was like a, tr- was totally like a complete disaster. show up on yeah a, like they didn't even like put on the show festival. up on a desert island with a cheese sandwich <laughs> with no food nowhere to sleep nowhere to get home <laughs> two slices of white bread and a piece of american cheese yeah that was pretty rough and they screwed all the people on the island who worked for them and everything but dude the music was so good the music was so good and that made up for everything that's so, cool it looked like it wasn't like a ridiculously huge festival oh, it was huge oh yeah oh it was there was thou- thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people there, wow. and you know it was it, it's it's so stupid because you're the, uh, for this they're like proof of vaccination or negative negative test within seventy two hours, which everyone got. But when you walk into the festival, they have like old Jimmy from from uh, you know Crenshaw County, three three miles away. You go, hey, let me see you. I'm looking at yeah, you. It looks pretty good. All right, here's your wristband. Get on in. <laughs> Like he didn't, there's no one checking anything there. Right. And uh, once you get in, I mean, we walked in, it was so hot. It was 100 degrees. It was like one of those days where there was a million clouds in the sky and not one single cloud could go over the sun. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, no breeze. Did you wear a hat? Yeah, hat. We had all, we were prepared. I mean, we, and uh, we had a water jug. But, oh, the, but, but the water lines were like, like 45 minutes long to get water free oh my water God. the the bar lines which we didn't even drink but the bar lines were like two and that's hours the only way long. to get a bottle of water is that the bar or was, was there somewhere you could get a bottle of water only at the bar oh my goodness gracious it was a disaster and and you know people, was it, people you, were passing you, you out you camped there no 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 this was uh we stayed at a nice hotel in downtown Lexington. Oh, okay could you walk or did you have to no, take no, a bus they had a shuttle bus which was also a, like a long like line a long to get way, into, right. yeah, but dude fuck that <laughs> don't pay all that money to go out there and go to a concert to fucking wait in line over and over and over again well that's it's like the disney thing. world sometimes when you go there you're if like, what we the hell am I doing if here? we were drink yeah it, it was that kind of vibe but if if we were drinkers it would, we would have felt like that we but we didn't drink there so it wasn't a big deal it was we ended up having a good time because the music and the acts that we came to see lived up to the hype. You know, they, yeah. everything came out good. I, just like one time we went to that uh, Sunfest in West Palm Beach. We had a good time there. And we right? had an awesome time because the festival was downtown in the city. And it was walking distance from like a nice like Hilton. 
that we stayed at that yeah. had a cool pool scene and stuff so it was like if you're at the festival and you were just getting too hot and stuff you just walk back to the hotel Chill hang by second. the pool have lunch whatever go back at night yeah that's cool that's, that's I true imagine like Lollapalooza is probably like that you know in Chicago it's in the middle of Chicago you know yeah, you stay yeah, at yeah. one of those like fancy schmancy places in Chicago and then yeah the camping festivals are intense for sure yeah and uh Halloween is coming up that's a thing on the horizon you gonna do it again no probably not just because of camping dude it's like uh it's too much work and it's like uh by the for, i'm getting to the point where even even at the railbird it was like if i stand and dance and move for like eight hours straight my my i need to sit on the ground i can't like my lower back i'm glad to see that you finally like welcome <laughs> I'm, I'm aging like last time like you just go there and you just like part like raged <laughs> against the machine man like you're just like and i and now and you'd call me a sissy boy because i'd be like oh no i need to like i need, <laughs> I need rest. to sit down no i'm that guy now i'm <laughs> that guy shut now. Up. and and it's like i i, I need my i need my bed you know at yeah home. <laughs> me too it's it's so good to have you here welcome <laughs> Oh no! This is what gone soft sparks. This is what aging feels like. Oh my god! You know, uh, maybe some of it has to do with having a lady, because when you have a lady, (laughs) like you got to keep them comfortable. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's a priority. You can't just—it's not like you're in WW one in the trenches anymore. You know, you have a nice lady friend there. You gotta. Yeah, and when I look back, like at the festival experiences in the past, they were great. Don't get me wrong. I've had some very intense magical moments at festivals, but by the third day, no matter what I was doing, it got grimy and intense. You know, it was just just dirty, you know, feeling terrible. Because you could sleep in your, the backseat of your car. (laughs) If you went, if you like tonight had a nice dinner and like (laughs) did everything normal and then went out and slept in the backseat of your car, in your driveway <laughs> the next day you'd feel like shit yeah i'd feel terrible but here you are at a festival and you're not even like taking care of yourself or eating a good dinner you're just like scarfing a hot dog and drinking a couple beers and then you pass out in the back of your car and, and then, then the next day you're supposed to go on this epic like adventure exactly and then and then at three in the morning there's edm music going right <laughs> you guys are taking dumps right next to where you're sleeping <laughs> yes oh no it's, it's funny sex on the hood of your car it's funny how you get older you get less tough in that all those regards like everything becomes more precarious because you just you get you don't have to <laughs> you don't have to so i'd much rather go to a day like a concert now and call it a day and mm-hmm. say yeah i got my show in three hours uber like to get a nice hotel uber over to the concert yeah. and then don't try and drive back home at midnight or yeah. one o'clock stay at a hotel right but again we're privileged to be able to do that yeah. So now we have a little money because we've been working for exactly twenty years or something. That's what luxury is all about. But yeah, I like I'm 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 feeling good about fall and t- like I always feel. Oh, me too. I always feel yeah, good when fall comes fall. in. God, I love fall. Is my favorite oh, favorite the heat, season. The heat breaks something about October pumpkin stuff and you know like when you know women are like really into this pumpkin spice latte thing. Mm-hmm. And I totally get it. I like a pumpkin oh, spice. Oh, latte. I've, I've been a pumpkin flavored everything. It's a everything. harbinger of fall. You oh, know, yeah. it's like it's almost like the cock crowing for fall <laughs> God, you know what i mean yeah yeah no 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 i like pumpkin flavored almost everything pumpkin Dude, coffee bring it on pumpkin uh bars pumpkin pie mm. yeah for sure pumpkin spice covered almonds and i can't get around it every year i tell my myself oh i'm not as into it as i used to be but i am in the beginning mm-hmm. i'm into football man and when football returns, oh, dude, that first game is just like warms your there's heart. There's something about it, it that's so about it's so ingrained in mm-hmm. me. 
that it's like even when the preseason come, games come on just to see those guys running on the field in football helmets yeah. like cheers your heart yeah yeah and then it just is something about the excitement of of what's going to happen and uh you know that's everybody's everybody's o and o at the beginning and i love halloween is like my day my holiday it's prime. i love oh halloween. yeah yeah you always throw a cool party yeah i always have a party i think i'm going to get a bounce house a bounce this year. they house. have like Halloween bounce houses because our friends have kids and stuff yeah. too. Yeah, we went over to Jason Rubin's house for uh, the other day and he had mm. a bounce house set up in his backyard. It's so cool, man. Kids just like a bounce house just will make kids happy no matter what. Like, you want to make a bunch of kids happy? Spend two hundred fifty dollars and <laughs> they will remember it forever. There's a guy in my neighborhood who, I, the, it's it's the house that nobody knows like what's going on there. You know, mm. there's like the grow house, <laughs> possible. It could be just a, a wholesome family unit, but there's always like a mm. bunch of cars and the shady and, house. Yeah, there's like a, a a radio station car that's parked there sometimes, and there's mm. always a bounce house there that's either deflated on the ground <laughs> and it's growing more dirty by by the week. But Maybe it's like a weird like sex club. Thing. It could be anything. It's it's the random. You know? It's and I wonder if like in any given bounce house <laughs> like a weird sex club has rented it at least once there's no way that can be like uh, and then your kids are in there bouncing around oh i see where you're getting you at know like that. like a swingers club like gets a bounce house bounciness and they all you know do it in there <laughs> I and think, then just bring the bounce house back and no one even ever knows i can imagine that's a clumsy experience experience i uh, bet you they do it like a lot it seems like it would make sense, you know. Whatever happened to a waterbed? My parents had a waterbed when I was a kid. So in our my, spare room. my parents had a waterbed once too. The only problem is they get cold if you don't heat them up. The only problem is if you move one inch to either side, you create a wave, and it can suffocate children <laughs> quite easily. Really? Yeah. Because of the plot. very dangerous. Well, how? How? Because you just sink, like you sink down into it, yeah. and you just roll over. I wonder the science behind that. I got in. I bought a, a really nice bed, and I got didn't realize all the intensity behind sleeping. Uh, you know, mattresses. I got like I just, we just got a new mattress too, nice. and I got a, a like down comforter. Which I don't know if you've ever had one of those goose down coven comfort. Oh yeah, feathers. I don't know if it's real goose or whatever, but it's like a good down. Yeah, yeah. I guess it is goose, goose feather comforter. It's like a big comforter, and it's just got a bunch of little squares sewed into it, and each little square has feathers in it. So it's just like a big feather pillow that you just pull up over you. Super comfy. Super comfortable. But like when I'm underneath it, like I sweat like crazy mm. like it's ridiculous like if i wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and then i come back and it's just like literally like a wet spot from me sweating <laughs> but it's like but it's like so cozy i just want to like turn the air condition in my house to like 60 and just, and just sit just under get there. In there yeah you know? i i tend to sleep hot too but i got a bed with a cooling feature oh nice uh, the whole bed cools or is it just like cooling material? It's cooling material. I mean, okay. it's like a, it's a layer on the top that, right. that uh, create, dispels heat, creates a temperature differential, mm -hmm. and uh, it's quite it's quite nice. Like you lay on it, and you're like ooh, like mm. get that little chill. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you have a, a like a what do you, where do you go for pillows? Do you do the feather thing or do you? I've I've tried. They I bought new pillows with this bed that didn't work out. They weren't great. Uh, 
that had a cooling effect on them too. And mm. the cooling effect works, but it, pillows are very much all about your comfort level. Yeah, you got to just find what fits So I think you. I have like a, fe- a feather pillow, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it works out nice for sure. Yeah, we, we have like our room has so many pillows in it because Brittany's pregnant. And so <laughs> she's got like the pregnancy pillow. It's like a big shaped U. Yeah. You know, we got our bed now. It goes up. God, I can't man- imagine being a woman in nine months pregnant. I mean, me either. Like you literally walk around with it's this crazy extra twenty five to thirty pounds. Like she's thing. at the store, and like somebody will buy something and put cash down on the counter, like on their side of the counter, and like she literally cannot reach her <laughs> hand across the counter to grab, like barely to grab the cash on the other side of the counter. Like it's j- it alters like and you, and it's not like you're just carrying around this, you know, big fabric thing in front of you like it's you have to be really careful with it there's a baby in there you know what i mean like you can't hit it on the corner of anything like i'm you know i bang myself around a lot <laughs> every waking moment of your life is dedicated to the yeah just being super careful nurturing and protecting and then if you finally lay down you turn your side and he, and he doesn't like it and starts raging and then like you have to you can only lay on your back you know yeah. and then you got to pee like every five minutes because there's just this thing on your bladder yeah like and there's a lot of different pain a lot of different pains involved it's just man it's really intense i, I it boggles my mind that this is how we have evolved to like make more people uh, like this so... is how it works like it just <laughs> in a woman's belly like it's crazy where else are we supposed it just to stretches out to, <laughs> stretches out the belly like an inhuman amount we're going to come up with, watch, you know, in 500 years, it'll be all like, you know, we'll brave, be doing, brave, be new, like brave, brave new world. world yeah. yeah, That's what it'll be. And all the women will be grateful. It's funny how a few of the classics just hold up. Yeah. Like 1984, Always. Animal Farm. Like they're just as relevant today as they were Cause the theme, 100 years ago. The themes are so broad. Even like Moby Dick and stuff. Like some of those old classics are really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they should almost not even be readable. <laughs> well, if you have the patience to get through them. Like all sure. that Mark Twain and Dickens and all that stuff, they're great, most of them. Oh, absolutely. I, I was still, I remember we had read grade expectations in like the 10th grade, and that was the yeah. first, one of the first books that everyone was like, oh, this sucks, this is terrible. <laughs> and I read it, and I was like, God, this is terrific. Yeah, dude, Dickens is the man. Little Pip, Pip and the Great Expectations. Uh-huh. That's one of those books where it's like you just have to keep reading it to find out what happens, like when he's in the graveyard and stuff. Yeah. Just, he's a good at suspense. It's just crazy how we, uh, these, you you grow up as a young human looking around and going, wow, like, look look where we're at and look, you know, where we came from. And, and in a sense, in our lives, in the millennial lives, that's never been a greater change from when we were like born to now, all these things rapidly changing. But the older you get, the more you look and you see that, first of all, time, time is not is quicker than you think it is when you're younger, meaning that your 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 life, this the whole spectrum of time, like 100 years ago is not all that long ago. Right, right. <laughs> and, that always boggles my mind, especially when I think about wars. Yeah, yeah. Wars. It's just, if you read about World War One or World War Two, like some of that stuff is just like uns- unspeakably horrible. Like it's unfathomable that you could imagine a, a human, a modern human being going through a tr- any of those trials. World War One gets swept under the rug a lot. Like it shouldn't. World War Two took all the took the all the battle all of the, the Somme is 
one of the most horrific events in the history of the world. The Battle of the Somme? Yeah. Yeah? Where did that, ha- where's that happen? Western Front in World War One. It was between the French and the German. It was trench warfare in World War One, and, and it was just just pure... So basically two, two armies just fighting for a line. Two armies. France on the left, Germany on the right. Uh, with a series of dug-in trenches. With constant aerial bombardment onto each trench mortars mortars uh all, all cannons kind of, whatever. Uh, whatever you can think of <laughs> they, whatever they had back then mortars mainly yeah artillery and uh and then every once in a while the guys in one trench would climb out of the trench <laughs> run across no man's land across all kinds of barbed wire and craters and dead bodies and dead horses and shit and uh, be shot at by the guys in the other trench. And the guys who made it to the trench would jump in the trench and bludgeon the guys in the other trench with hand big sticks with combat. nails stuck through them. Are you serious? And bayonets that's and how, That's how that went? Yep. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth for fucking four to six years. Years? Yeah. That's madness. Yeah. Millions of fucking people died. I mean, at one, and we're scarred. At one point, at what point does someone stand up and go, "Hey, hey guys, what are we doing?" All, there's this novel written by a German called "All Quiet on the Western Front." That sounds familiar. They oh. made a movie out of that, I think. Read the book. Yeah. So you, yeah, that's about the Battle of the Somme. Yeah. Or World War One. World War One in, in general. Yeah. And I, what's one guy's experience of World War One? All I know is some. Is some like uh, king or Austrian? Somebody got uh, assassinated. Yeah, that's all. That's so convoluted. It's all a bunch of and political like the bullshit. dominoes fell. Yeah, it doesn't in why it happened is almost one irrelevant and two impossible. It's a Gordian knot of like there's there were so many like there were so many factors. But mm. what it resulted in was two sides of young men who had no fucking clue what they were fighting about, just like going through hell. It it almost reaffirms to me the idea of. You know, there's something innate in human beings, specifically human men, that that uh, because we don't, we haven't had a worldwide conflict at uh, that degree, some level that like just it softened us. That no, that there's say? that's why we we are so ready to take sides and be like fight for things. You know, yeah, it's we, because they haven't, there hasn't been a real fight that there's a, this deep urge for yeah because we evolved that way right always competing and fighting and and defending and mm-hmm. always ugh. how do we get rid of that or should we i don't think we get rid of it i think we point it at space <laughs> <laughs> that sounded funny yeah that's what elon musk is trying right. to do right Those more or are, less uh my girl just sent me this uh, Instagram of uh, uh, they found this little girl. She's like, I don't know, three or four years old. And I guess she has a 160-something IQ. She's uh-huh. like breaking the, the records yeah, of that. I think I might have seen something. And she, she came out and said she, she wants to colonize Mars. Yeah, man. We're there. <laughs> We're there. It's definitely visible. Like it's surmountable. Well, look at all these storms and stuff, man. I, I, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. My I don't know. Big, my big concern is that like the moment... They announce there is a self-sustaining settlement on Mars. 
all of the little plastic protector hinges go up and all the little fucking red buttons get pressed. <laughs> you know? Because everybody's just been like, oh, we, we can't blow each other up because uh, we'll fucking die. Humans will die. Like, and then they're like, hey, we're cool. We're on Mars now. Go, 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 go. <laughs> but, but even if we colonize Mars, we'll still need Earth to re... Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> we can't But we're also Earth. fucking crazy. And we blow shit up all the time for no reason. No, but that's also, but think about it. We've had those red buttons for a long time and it hasn't happened. Yes, and it's a small, well, large miracle. It's but a miracle. That it shows me that we we still have the ultimate collective survival instinct in a sense that we're that no one has used a nuclear weapon against Japan. anyone else since nineteen forty six. That's almost a hundred years is a miracle. I think I think it came into the collective, uh, you know, my zeitgeist of like, oh shit, we, yeah, we've really designed a it way. It came close a couple of times there too, like in, in the Cold War, yeah. Why not? yeah. I think um, I don't know, man. My big concern is I feel like the next big one is like the Western democratic powers versus the Eastern bloc of like communism. Like I feel like that's gonna at some point have to come to a head. Like we can't have a global like governmental Russia, system. Russia, China. No, well, not Russia anymore. Russia's not communist anymore. Yeah. I don't even know what they are anymore. They're socialists for sure. They're they're a democracy, aren't they? Uh, I mean, if you count like pu- like they're pu- a democracy if, with if count, with a totalitarian they're dictator. Like a, they're like a faux democracy. <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess. I could, but they're, they're not. They're certainly not communist. They're like socialists for sure. I think. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. You know, well, my, I'm mainly talking about China. Yeah. China and China's allies. Yeah. I just feel like not now, but like at a certain point, especially with this all this space talk, like it seems like a global government is like going to happen. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially if we start going out and like colonizing other planets and shit. Mm. Like, and you like those two systems of government can't coexist i almost think a global government will emerge out of necessity because of some type of crisis whether it be like we've seen through the the virus or 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 a climate disaster somewhere in the world Mm. that creates a set of circumstances that's like hey we all have to come together we need help like we're falling apart over here but i mean also likely is like a war that's how it's always happened in the past. Then when the French Revolution happened, they spread it through Europe. They spread democracy through Europe. But a lot of wars were a lot of wars were were, were 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 about like control and power. I see what you're saying, but I don't think there's everyone. It seems like has put their flags in the ground. Like the Earth has been established. Like we got to remember, we were still establishing the Earth in the 1800s. Of like. We are America. We're, you know, I know yeah, but that's it's fluid. It's fluid. Like it's like Russia it wanting Ukraine. Yeah. Everybody wants more land, bro. Everybody wants more resources and territory. And as as we go and resources like lithium become more important, it just exacerbates the problem. Yeah. I just I don't see it, you know, like any country would want to invade a major I'm talking about the major superpowers. Like an invasion is would take a hundred years to well the problem is you it's not even a realistic thought because if you got a bunch of guys together and went to try and invade china they would just hurl a nuclear bomb at every major american city and the war would be over (laughs) 
You know what I mean? Like there's the war is not possible anymore. Right. That's what I'm saying though. It was like everyone's put, everyone kind of has their uh, pick their sides, I guess. But I think, I think uh, if anything, what this, the whole virus and all, and climate change, I think they somewhat have uh go hand in hand here of showing the vulnerability of all of us to these certain natural, mm-hmm. natural disaster, forget each other. I almost think of it as a common enemy now, you know, that it's it like, really is like the zero sum game of it is like every species on earth will get wiped out naturally in the course of a billion years yeah. or a, you know, a hundred million years. So it's like literally a race to have your species be multi-planetary. It literally is like, that's, <laughs> that's the, that's the thing. Like get, start doing other planets before the earth kills us by accident or on purpose, which will happen at, before the earth falls into the sun. <laughs> that's so cool when you phrase it that way. <laughs> An interplanetary race. Yeah. I wonder uh I wonder if before before we uh we leave the planet if we'll we'll see uh a, a, a com- by the time we're old ass com- men we'll go to Mars. We'll be on Mars, but it will suck. Yeah. Like it won't have had a chance to be terraformed or anything and it will suck and they may have like found a habitable planet like really far away and be making plans to like go there. But we won't see it. I mean, we're still trying to figure out space travel beyond the moon. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's well, like- I mean, we were getting pretty far. I mean, we sent with like, probes. Yeah, exactly. We're we're getting getting talking, about, talking about getting stuff. humans there. You know? Yeah. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, but I think by the time we're old, they'll be at that point where they'll be talking yeah. about getting humans there. God, that'll be a big moment. Because if you can get people to Mars and they say three months, it'll take. Yeah. But I wonder if they have a target date in mind for the first trip. Every two years starting SpaceX is going to yeah. do it. Every two years. Starting like when the the target and Elon Musk is always like wrong about the dates. It's always a few years later, but he said like 2026 will be the first. They're going to start every two years. I know. I'm talking about the first one. I'm talking about the first launch where there's humans in the spaceship going. In the ne- oh, it, with humans. Humans. Um, we, I would say 20 years. Yeah. Because they're still mastering like the design of the spaceship and everything. I would imagine. There's just a lot of infrastructure that needs to happen. Gosh, on so Mars much before money. you have these. so much money in this yeah but it's like literally the most important thing you can think <laughs> of you know what i mean like it's more important than anything mm. that's almost like throwing in the towel on like trying to fix what's here that's what i'm saying like if you gave up on that no it's not not at all i disagree if you gave up on it's an insur- it's an insurance another- policy on on the survival dude it's inevitable yeah. like we're gonna need another planet because there's too many of us for whatever reason because right. another big like ridiculously huge volcano explodes and fucks everything up or a meteor hits us right. and fucking whatever or we blow ourselves up human whatever. crisis yeah i get your saying you know? i get your saying it makes me want to like buy a tesla i think i'm i was thinking about buying a tesla that's why i'm on all i just read an elon musk book so i'm like kind of all so i've looked into it a little bit but tesla is like the the very very base one goes 200 250 miles it's about like 35 grand the most base 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 level yeah right and then to go like the next tiers jump up fast like yeah but personally like i we have two cars yeah i don't need it to go further than that and if you go and if you do you can just stop at a supercharger station like in sarasota or wherever and it's 20 minutes fills it back up it's possible it's possible right seems extremely practical to me 
And Lord knows after about a decade, you'd, how much you'd pay in gas, you'd probably almost pay for the damn car. Yeah. Plus, they're stupid fast. Stupid like, fast. Stupid fast. Like way faster than a gas car. Yeah. Way yeah. more efficient. The technology's better. I'd look into it for sure as the next the next ride. Yeah. Yeah, I think my lease on my uh, Maxima is up next year. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and test drive a Tesla. You have to go up to Sarasota then, right? University or Fort Myers, either one. Oh, okay. University Mall, I think, has a Tesla store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where you, you go there. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, to. I know I've been talking about it forever. John always makes fun of me because I talk about buying things for like two years before I actually buy them. You know what though? If you were talking about it and like actively researching it, yeah. like that would be one thing. But you just talk about it and then you just keep talking about it. Like <laughs> you have no idea. You're nowhere closer to what you no. don't even know what where to look. So as you know, I love the band Krungbin and I I love the uh, guitar he plays, but I think it's a Strat. I think yeah. that's what I he mean. Has. That's like your standard American guitar. Like I think basic, I think that's where I'm starting. That's yeah. what I'm going to try it's for. John Mayer, Jimi Hendrix, like, yeah. uh, the guy from um, Pink Floyd, like Tw- the twangy psychedelic sound. Not if you twangy. Want twangy. You not want twangy. a Stratocaster. Yeah, no, I want Stratocaster it. is like a more like of a country blues gritty psychedelic sound. Yeah, it's a gritty. It's it's a rock and roll sound is what it is. It, yeah. It's the guitar that like made rock and roll. Right. Well, that's but you I, don't play rock and roll. You I should mean, get a play... semi semi or full hollow body. What's that? Like a Les Paul? Yeah, but not a Les Paul because they're... What are they, a thousand bucks? Like more than that. Damn. Good Lord. Guitars get expensive. Yeah. Not much more. But for a for a basic Les Paul, yeah. You know, 1200 bucks maybe. Well, it's time anyway. So, yeah, you're right. I think you just got to go to a guitar store and start picking them up. Just don't buy... Um, and guys that I know that play guitar would yell at me for saying this, but don't buy like the shit brand of a good brand. <laughs> like, like the generic like brand? Like Epiphone. Is that like right? a generic like Epif- form? Epiphone is a cheap Les Paul. Oh. What about Ibanez? Ibanez is shitty. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Ibanez, the only um, guitars that Ibanez makes that are good yeah. and they make them really good are like, Heavy metal guitars. Oh, heavy metal. Like shredding. Like the triangle shaped ones? Yeah, A-frame ones. Yeah. Okay. What about Gibson? Gibson makes the Les Paul. Oh. Yeah, Epiphone is owned by Gibson, not Les Paul. All right. Yeah, you know all the, you know the structures. Like if you say, if you say I'm getting a Les Paul, you say, are you getting a Gibson Les Paul or an Epiphone? And Fender makes the Strat. Fender makes the Strat, the, um, uh, Telecaster. That's what I meant to say earlier about twangy. Yeah, that's what I have is a Telecaster. They make everything. Well, like I said, I, that's if I looked at the. But two, if you're gonna get a Fender, like you have to. The question that you have to ask it's not as easy as just saying like I'm gonna get a Stratocaster. Like there's a Mexican Strat, which is the cheapest Strat. There's an American-made Strat, which is like for a lot of guys like the standard. Like they won't even get a not American Strat because right. they're like you might as well get something else. Then there's really cheap ass ones that they have made like in Indonesia, which are just like fucking worthless. <laughs> but they're they're all made by Fender and Fender and a Fender factory. Yeah, there's oh. a factory in Mexico. There's interesting how they just make them in different spots. Yeah, the labor is cheaper and right. <laughs> You'd rather have it made by an American guy or an Indonesian guy. But I look at the two guitarists that I 
look up to the most today, and that's John Mayer and and you Mar- should get a Mark PRS Spear. Silver Sky. Well, no, that's the pink one he's put on. The Silver Sky is too expensive. That's as expensive as a Gibson Les Paul. It's like twelve hundred bucks. More than that. Gosh. They're a lot. They're Ridiculous. a lot. But um, PRS makes great guitars. Dude. PRS. That's pa- another Paul one. Reed Smith. Oh, okay. That's who makes the Silver Sky. Yeah. That's who makes John Mayer's guitar. They're good. They have some. You are a big fan of Saw Brock, yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like it a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I like, I'm a big fan of John Mayer, man. Yeah. Except, I don't know what this business with the headphones. What's that? John Mayer. Oh, on stage. He wears headphones. Supposedly, he's real scared about losing his hearing. I mean, and, like, don't they have inner ear things for that? that and they he doesn't like the inner ear thing or something about it. Like, he says, I saw him uh, talk about it a little bit where he's like, he's getting... He gets the the sound of because uh, I think when you have the inner ear thing, you're hearing just your other band mates. Yeah. But with these with the headphones, he's able to hear like every what the live recording is sounding like. So he's literally in the recording. So he's immersed in the recording. I, I don't know, man. I just it like, looks funny on stage. It's, yeah, it's hard. It to, looks it's funny. hard to get past for me. It looks funny for sure. I haven't seen any. I supposedly they've been they've been ripping it up on this tour, but I haven't watched any of the feeds or anything. You know, of dead. It seems like if I was. Like not a uh, enlightened, like kind man. Like I would like be making fun of him for it. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Well, he does a lot of things like that. I mean, he's he he walks to the beat of his own drum, dude. Like, I that's mean, not that cool. Look at, like, that's not rock and roll. Look at Saw Brock from the outside. There's plenty of people who look at that and go, like, "What are you doing, John?" But it's a concept album. He's trying to push. Mm, that's good. I think it's good. I I like the it's album. It's good, simple songwriting. Yeah. It's pure, you know. It's, it's like not. It's not ca- too catchy, poppy. Tunes. Like it's not too falsetto-y. Like it's just basic. Just enough like, guitar, like mellow rock. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it shows his like composing. The songs are good songs, like in terms of the framework of the songs. Like you could jam off of it, every one of those songs. Right. 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 They have that like blues bedrock. I mean, somewhat. Blues, you think? It's mostly blues. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's his. Uh, I guess. But that's I don't know. His, like honestly, and, and it's it's. It might make me sound like a dick, but like the headphones are super goofy, dude. Like don't <laughs> like take the headphones off. Like that. Like you're a, you're a rock and roll guitar. Yeah, it player. looks kind. Of, it does look kind of funny for sure. Like but there's but, not. An, can you just do something else? Like even if it makes you suck. But man, his playing is elite, though. He does play at a, at the highest level of anybody I think alive at the moment. Like, is, am I an asshole for being bothered by him wearing headphones? No, I, you're not the only one. You're not the only one. I feel like in this in this climate, like you can't <laughs> be like you can't say anything negative about it. like he's only protecting his hearing. Like. Can I just make fun of him for making for wearing yeah, headphones? Yeah, I don't mind it. I'll go ahead. I I think I've I think he's done plenty of things in his career that I've made fun like, of. Like and like John Mayer gives a shit that I'm making fun of. Him exactly, he's doing all right. But uh, there's also two album releases in the last couple of weeks. I don't even know if you're aware of, but you might you probably are. But Kanye West re- dropped oh, yeah. another De- album, uh, and Drake dropped another album. Yeah, and they're both yelling at and each other on social media and to hype their bullshit. Feuding, yeah. <laughs> But once again, I thought this is one of my last glimmers of hope of like, am I still into this kind of music? Because I, I always I always kind of like both of them, Kanye and Drake, back yeah. in the past. And I can't. The answer I, is no. I just can't do it. It's just not there for me anymore, man. I've lost. Time. I don't know, man. I am open to it. But you won't literally be. since like 
Snoop Dogg was <laughs> was putting out albums like the decade ago. You know, when Dr. Dre's first stuff and Eminem's early stuff and like even Tupac, like after all that, it just in my opinion went to shit. Yeah. Like after Eminem started putting out like his rehab albums and stuff, <laughs> it went to shit. People always suffer creatively when they get sober. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, get back on drugs uh, it was a lot better i don't know man it, like some people suck when they're really on drugs like david crosby <laughs> uh, but it does sharpen although man we saw the uh, trey anastasio band the other day uh, not the other day it was like a fucking year ago now but oh yeah yeah, yeah. At, uh, he Janus. rocks it wasn't even a year ago that was like two oh, and a half years that was ago. way longer than that yeah because we've been in covid hell for almost two years Dude, it's been like that was like three something years ago Oh man, great show though. Yeah, really good show, and he's sober. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a virtuoso though for sure. I mean, yeah, he's like Mozart. People people have made some really funky albums in some weird places. Like I uh, I saw Neil Young made this album called Trans, where he does the robot voice. <laughs> yes, it was like Dude, we gotta have my dad on here to talk to talk about how much he hates Neil Young. My dad was a huge I thought Neil liked, Young. I thought he, he was Neil like Young. the biggest fan in the world, and now he like like wants to strangle him. <laughs> uh, but I'm not gonna get into it. We'll have him on, and he can explain. Yeah, it. I'd like that. I'd like that a lot for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, have you watched any YouTube videos about like what what, a, what best gear for a thousand dollars? No. Like, I'll bet you there's a lot of those. Yeah, and I, I I'm a guy who likes to buy things new, so it's like I think I would try to fit everything in that in that budget for new. Right. Yeah, and do then, you know like uh, brand wise? I mean, what I, you're attracted I, all to? I know is Fen Fender makes amps, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like Fender. I've always liked Fender. Yeah, you know, there's Fender. I have a Fender. Box, I have orange. a Fender acoustic guitar. You know, and it's been nice. Fender makes fantastic amps. I mean, yeah, it's and then there's Marshall, right? Yeah, Marshalls are unbelievable, but they're super expensive. I'm sure. I mean, not for a small one, about the same as a, it depends. Like the big distinction with amps is solid state or tube. Oh, tube is the old school way. Tube is the old school way, but it's still like most musicians who can afford to have a tube amp have a tube amp. But like the question that you have to ask usually if you, when you're dealing with that kind of budget is do you want a solid state amp <clears throat> that will blow the roof off your house? Or do you want a small tube amp that has nuance of of? That's flavor? probably the direction I'm going. I'm not one of these guys who needs to blow the roof. Like off. the main difference is, so a tube amp has a little, you know, tube like in an old old style TV, like a little glass tube in it. So it's a really it, on low volumes, it's really clear sound. But then when you start turning up the volume and you start pushing more signal into the amp, the the tubes cause the sound to like break up to 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 sound distorted and that's a really cool sound on a guitar amp mm. so but a solid state amp doesn't do that because it doesn't have the tube so it's it, just a it clean digitally puts in a quote breakup sound like it like oh. so it, it like in like, what kind do you have a solid state i have a little solid state like practice amp and then I have a bigger tube amp that I use, oh, like when I get cool, cool. Yeah, you see, this is the whole thing. Is like I've like a, I knew there was a whole world I had to investigate. You know, it sounds like the best the best example I can give it sounds like if 
if you're playing into a solid state amp with the distortion turned up yeah like it sounds like a recording of a guitar like it sounds like a recording of a tone it doesn't sound like a clean like a real clean tone wouldn't you say a good place to start off when you're something like this is think about the music you like to listen to Uh and then go off of their gear what they're using yeah but a lot of the times you want to look at what they used in the beginning of their career Mm. before they could afford what they're using now yeah Yeah. uh amp wise fender makes it's called a blues junior so (laughs) it's a little tube amp but some actually great albums have been recorded on that amp because it sounds so good. And what are you, in the what studio, would your, they use it and just mic it. What would you guess that costs? Like five, six hundred dollars. Oh, see, that's still in the upper range of what I was. No, I mean that's like the cheapest you're gonna spend for a, for a good decent amp? amp. Five, six hundred dollars. Yeah. God, I At was least. thinking you could get a good one for three. Uh, no. Can't. For three hundred bucks, you can't get a good. You amp. can get like. A literally when i say tiny i mean like like tissue box size so you to get a decent guitar amp setup you need to spend 1500 bucks no you a thousand bucks you can get a good you can get a good fender guitar for four or five hundred dollars oh, okay and you can get a good amp for five four or five hundred dollars i bought my i have a like a what like pearl jam would have used yeah. it's a bit it's kind of what garcia uses a big fender and it's a tube amp and it's his i think it's a single 12 is that what the dead use is a bunch of fender stuff jerry always used fenders yeah fender guy i didn't know that i didn't know his his guitars were fender guitars no his guitars were usually custom yeah Yeah, but in the beginning he's played a strat yeah white strat and that brown one yeah i would get a fender blues junior and a stratocaster if i was you yep well that's what i'll do there mexican strat Mexican Strat, and you just go, go Google that Mexican Stratocasters. Yep. Okay. So I gotta say, the fantasy league. I thought most people think it's such a pain in the in the ass to start a, a fantasy league, but it went really quickly and organically. Of like, hey, do you want to do this? Yeah, cool. Boom, Venmo me the twenty bucks, and it was done. But I knew that you know there's a learning curve to the whole thing there is you know and and i was gonna call you and be like hey dude here's the lowdown you know not because i'm not a fiercely competitive oh i'm not gonna tell him and but you know i just it runs up on you and then you know i knew you're you got heart man you you, and i get that (laughs) but but you didn't see it as the let's say like like a like a board game like it's like it's a game you know like yeah like yeah you saw no. you saw it more like oh you know I'm just gonna pick these guys I didn't and, understand the nature of the, <laughs> of the game and you felt it to be very mechanical and cold and without without any without any any heart and now you're so I should explain to our listeners we're t- we uh, I think it cut out there but we're talking about we're doing a fantasy football league this year yeah and um well, all of our friends it's not easy to do no. <laughs> difficult and that draft rolls around it's in, it's intense it's an intense like level of stress <laughs> that happens you you if i get from the outsider looking in of like what i don't get it you know like the, wh- why doesn't the qb matter more you know the qb is the most important one on the team and right. uh, and uh, in other parts but there's only one qb on each team and you have multiple of the other positions and there's a, a smaller pool of those to pick from than the QBs. So therefore, for example, you have a great QB and very, very average to below average running backs and receivers. I have a 
what could be an average quarterback, but slightly maybe you know competent. So you're not thrilled with your quarterback. Uh, he's a he's a he's a let's say a wild card. I'm so making. like you would probably like rather have someone like I don't know Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. So so John John picks Tom Brady. And then he picks Aaron Rodgers in the first three rounds just right. so I can't have him. So this is also partly karma coming back. So It's for, a misunderstanding of the flex category. The flex category. He didn't, know you, category he didn't know you couldn't a, play two quarterbacks. any position whatsoever. <laughs> I Googled it. It said no, the didn't. flex category is any position whatsoever. No, you didn't Google it. So now, yeah. Now you have a, a two. I'm out in the cold. Now you have, but like I said... Crazier things have happened, dude. You don't give up in the first week, so I would. But you, so you do want to trade for Aaron? I'm going to see how my team goes for a week or two, and okay. then I'll and then I'll okay. contact your people. I have the worst team in the. You in do. The I mean, you do have the worst team. Yeah. I'm. I'm. It's like well, you, I shouldn't even bother playing. <laughs> you You picked all Tampa Bay players. Well, one would assume that if you picked all the players from the team that's going to win the Super Bowl, you should win fantasy football. It's it's obviously flawed if that's not the case. I can see your logic, but for example, think about it this way: on it, and it, let's talk about like a game in itself. So let's talk about a game where 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 the Bucks win thirty five to whatever, and uh, uh, Tom Brady throws for three touchdowns, and probably be five, but yeah, <laughs> and your your running backs each score a touchdown that you have on your team, so you have. A team that right. So on, on in the that outside, case, on Tom the, Brady has now scored three times. Each of the running backs have, have scored, scored once. once. Okay. So Tom Brady should be worth more in the fantasy draft. Okay. Now I have a quarterback. Right. He scores two times and throws for less yards. But now I have a running back who catches for a hundred yards, ran for a hundred and fifty, and scored twice. I have another running back who, you know what I mean? These it all adds up. So but the quarterback is touching the ball on every play he's in some way responsible for the outcome of every single play and he a running back gets a ball every fourth down maybe every no, fifth it depends down. on the team some teams the quarterback maybe twice in a row some, here and there but for some teams the running back touches the ball 30 times a game yeah and the quarterback touches it 70 not for some teams depends on the team the quarterback has possession of the ball on every single down he could bobble it he could mess up a thousand different ways like I told you, it's so simply pure in its form. It's, I think what it is is that it's too pure. Like there need it needs to be more complicated of an algorithm. Like there should even be stats for how well guys have historically played together. Like if you get a dream team, like a quarter, like say uh, Bra uh, Brady and Gronkowski, like there should be a value there to the relationship that they have and and the, how often they complete passes to each other because they're so hooked up. Gosh, it just starts to get so complicated then. But it, mm -hmm. there's no reason it can't be at this point. It's all just spitting out numbers out of an algorithm anyway. You're saying about who they value as who being they better? Who they value, right. right. How, well, how they're ranked. But that's that's just ESPN giving you their viewpoint on who they think is going to do good this year in relation to each other. So it's their subjective opinion. It's not. But it takes away from the fun of crafting a team when you're literally just looking at this list and you're like i have to get the highest rated possible guy that i can get before the next guy that's like it just it doesn't seem fun that well way. it's Why not it's not it's not here? about just picking the next high number it's about picking a guy the next with, high number in a position that you need 
in your in a position that you need and within a range of of guys that are viable and that so meaning the for, for example the, the the but you would under no circumstances go to the list and scroll down two pages and pick a guy from two there. pages no it just doesn't make pick sense one of the first like six guys every time it just doesn't make sense because because you'll lose if you don't do that exactly exactly for example the first pick could probably pick any guy in the top eight and every single person in every single fantasy league in in the country picked christian mccafferty first that's not true everybody did he was the first guy on the list whoever the the first or second person picked him no matter what because of that number he was the guy that got picked the most first but he's not got picked everyone first. every league (laughs) over like five people Somebody pick Chris McCaffrey first. Well, just to change the subject, it's almost sort of disheartening how good the Buccaneers are going to be this year because I know we, we disagree on disheartening? this. Disheartening? You know, where, what? I, I like competitiveness in sports, and the Bucs are going to be really, really good again. At almost, you know, almost, I, almost to the point of where if Brady doesn't get hurt, I, I don't know who can beat them. I think there's a fairly small but still there chance that they could dud out. I that, think always it may, possible. the magic might not be there again. But it's either I think it is either all or nothing. You gotta understand this has never been done before in the NFL where a team has brought back every single player from a Super Bowl team. It's never happened. They always lose a guy here, a guy there, a receiver goes away. This they brought back every single player. And so, you know, as a... As but also, last year was a weird COVID year. The same, like, that's just, true. With how, just with how the um, Rays almost And anything won. can happen in the NFL. It's like... The, the Rays end, have, have no right to be winning... The Rays are ridiculous. They're like, can't lose. I know, because it was weird. Because they're used, they're used to playing to 12 people. You know, now now all the other teams are playing to twelve people, and they're creeped out like zombie apocalypse. They literally have an eight game lead in the in American League uh, East. So now this year, NFL games are back to normal. No masks. Man, Ray J is going to be insane tomorrow. That's crazy. And those tickets are ridiculous. I mean, there's NFL tickets. I know my dad has season tickets, and he sold his today for not a stupid amount. Really? Yeah. I thought they were going for like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Well, they are going. I mean, they're face value hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Well, they're two fifty a piece face value for the lower bowl seats. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, yeah. I mean, it's always exciting. Uh, I I'm a big storyline person, and for me, there's no bigger storylines than an NFL football. It's just there's so many careers that have these epic like trajectories. And so many unproven, like, oh, is this guy going to be good or that going to be good? And that's what makes fantasy so. Well, fun. it's it's the, it's like the same thing as like my wife Brittany is really into The Bachelor. Like a lot of women <laughs> are really into The Bachelor, and it literally is kind of the same way. Like it's a group of people whose fates you are intertwined with, and you're following them, and you're rooting for certain people, and you're like hate certain people, and like. But you see, Dan Dan Uzi, shout out to Dan used to make fun of me endlessly about this and say no no it's just for the pure athletic competition like there's that's lame like the storylines are stupid Dude, sports has always been about it's stories about the stories always it's about the stories it always will be always and like was, you said just like will be. like the bachelor why does she watch the bachelor she wants to know who's if good? you don't like stories go watch highlight <laughs> what the hell is highlight highlight is cool man they do it like in uh a lot that, of them in like highlight it's in like, miami it's like stuff. the beer 
it's indoors and it's a betting place. Yeah. Uh, you go there and there's like little seating, like it's a theater, except on the stage, <clears throat> it's a plexiglass and it's like wall ball, but it's all the Spanish guys usually. <laughs> and they have these uh, baskets, these wicker baskets on their hands. And there's a ball in there and they whip the ball out of the basket at the wall <laughs> and always are hitting each other and getting hurt. And uh, I don't know the rules or anything, but that's how I lie in a nutshell. Oh, well, it's funny how you just busted that out of the, the lexicon. Yeah, I went with my dad a couple of times. We used to go stay with my aunts up in the middle of Florida. Yeah. My dad would always bug out of there and go to high lie. Yeah. But at this point, the real epic storyline to me, which I really like talking about sports. I know everybody out there doesn't really like sports, but a lot of people do. I don't but know. Most people like do most, yeah, most i guess Americans, do especially even, even, especially like nowadays man everybody loves sports but we we have now gone beyond the realm of absurdity with mr tom brady in terms of he's 40 gonna be 45 and i but mean he's like it's the jennifer aniston effect though like this is a man who literally like that amount of money like but with the technology that exists today but like, we're still talking about a gladiator sport <clears throat> i mean this is this is like a 300 pound guy who can run for a four foot uh, or five second a five second smash 40 your brains every single time so for him for if he's able to complete he already is the greatest quarterback he's ever lived if if he does wins the super bowl again this year he pretty much will be like at at the babe he already is almost like a babe ruth level type yeah, athlete. So you're saying like like not just legend but like the next thing above legend like like mickey mantle level babe ruth uh, beyond he's already there though even that's what i'm saying it's like he becomes the above those guys is what i'm saying he becomes the new greatest athlete that the is the new ever, babe ruth then yeah i mean yeah yeah so yeah i'm interested to see i'm interested to, i'm always interested to see if he can if uh if he can continue this did success. babe ruth play with the yankees his whole entire career no he actually started with the red Sox. right but i mean at the end yeah yeah he finishes he career. didn't like i think he finishes go to a suckier team i don't think so to milk a couple more years out of it, i don't right? think so. like that right but to bring up baseball again they have this uh i don't know if you saw this guy on the angels this japanese fella oh. shohei otani okay right now he uh is the league leader in home runs he's hit 43 home runs and he's also a pitcher who has a sub three ERA? He's wow. So he's 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 getting it's a lot. Old school. He's getting a hype as a new Asian version of Babe Ruth. Hmm. Well, I mean, as much as I'd like to think it's not the case, I don't think he'll ever be accepted into the <laughs> like open open you know yes, Americas. Like they won't embrace him as they would. But, American but Babe Ruth played in the era with like no Latinos and no blacks. And <laughs> yeah, like, it's yeah like, for sure. It's like although they were throwing sixty mile per hour. Babe Ruth was um like actually uh would go and like hang out and sit with the black community at yeah, the I'm games. Not saying, was, like, I'm not saying upon. Babe Ruth was racist, but I'm saying I just mean like a guy from another country would ne- wouldn't be able to be embraced in the same way as we embrace our homegrown heroes. Fair enough. I see what you're saying. I mean, but like call call me a nationalist or whatever. I mean, I'm not trying to make a political point. I'm just being pragmatic. But he almost has more potential to become an international superstar because of that. You know, become a worldwide superstar. Well, I mean, you have your guy like the soccer guys. They are like a superstar in everywhere in the world except America. 
But even you know then, I mean? like the Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi are just superstars everywhere. I mean, they just are. But not here. Not to the level they are in Europe and stuff, but they are. Like Cristiano, I don't, I don't even know his last. Like I know of him, Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't yeah. know what team he plays for. I don't know how long he's been playing for. I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know any of these things. Yeah, for I, like literally everywhere else in the whole entire world, like is into soccer everywhere. Ever since ever since I've been, uh, I watched this. Uh, Netflix show called Survive to Drive. Uh, I've been keeping tabs on F1, Formula One racing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but it's almost so intense that you can't even tell, like, why 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 what happened happens. Like, it's like they have like one second differential between laps and stuff. It's yeah, it's very intense. I, uh, I don't know. I think it might be the sort of thing that you have to go there physically to get it. Like NASCAR, like see him. I think see how it's a fast whole thing. Going, yeah. You know what I mean? It would be like being a, a dead fan without ever going to a Grateful Dead concert. Well, they do or like want, a jam band. Concert. They do one in Austin, Texas. Oh, that would be cool. An F one race. I know they have the day. We should like go to the Daytona five hundred sometime. That'd be cool. Bring yeah. you can bring coolers in there. <laughs> you know, a little pony keg of Heineken. <laughs> bring my cooler in. Put on my earphones. Yeah. Watch the watch. The, who would be your driver? Is it? Dale Earnhardt Jr. I don't know about who they are. I don't even know who they are either. <laughs> Denny Hanlon, I think, is one. And Denny, right? I don't know. No clue. I don't know. It seems kind of boring to me, honestly. Watching. I get it because, like, uh, Brittany's uh, dad watches it. Yeah. Sometimes. A lot of guys are into it, and so like sometimes it'll be over on if we go over there for a holiday or something. Yeah. And it's like I get it. It's exciting. Like like they're showing the guys You're in the watching pit a crew race. and the, before before when they're all getting ready down in the pit and then everybody's going bananas and like it's just like it's Some really guy, loud and there's crashes and shit. You're looking at the top five and one guy passes a guy. Right, and yeah, it's and like, go like, race. Yeah, I mean, and it's a whole day thing and it's nice out. I mean, I get it. It's just hard to... Like if you watch a foot race, you're watching a guy like pulling it out to win the foot race. If you watch a car, like you, you're not even seeing what's make like i mean i guess you're not watching a guy's <laughs> muscles either but like it's just an engine just yeah. how fast an engine goes like i don't know i guess it's the driver too but i don't know how it even takes skill like it just seems like they're just going around in a well. <laughs> like I don't, what you, they're drafting and like slingshotting around other guys and like trying not to crash and oh it, it takes a, a a tremendous amount of skill like yeah to focus and you have to shift gears at the right time and like peeing your pants that many times in a row <laughs> too it's got to be really they said, hard they said an f1 driver loses an average of four pounds every race because of the sweat because the cock because it's so hot in there the cockpit is like 120 degrees or something they sweat because it's, it's just so hot in there no yeah. like i don't have a desire to try that no no i don't have that part like of i want to drive fast but i would just get like in a sports car and do it i'm, like, the, I don't I, drive I'm actually the exact cars. opposite like i often now i'm at the stage of life where i'm on the road and i'm like god these people are yeah. so irresponsible you know i drive like a, a little old lady so do i unless most of the time i'm and, and this is very rare because we're i'm we're my family we're together all the time we have the store and so every, pretty much everywhere we go we're together so i have a three-year-old in the car with me like 98% of the time I'm driving anywhere. <laughs> but when I don't, dude. You, you do the NASCAR thing. I like to drive. I like to drive. I have a Maxima. But, like, but you it's know, not, it's you, not a luxury automobile, but that Maxima has got some get up and go. Man. Look, I like to drive too. I mean, I'll, I'll go 90 on the highway all day. But 
to me, there is reckless speeding. For me, it's not so much like the speed that you're going, how fast you're going, but how fast you get to that speed. You know what I mean? Like when you, yeah, the acceleration, like I want to, I'll only go 35 in this city, but I get up to 35, like in a second. I see what you're saying. You know, I just drive like sporty. I get that. But as long as you're not driving in a, in a alarming fashion to the drivers (laughs) around you, like don't be that guy. I live in a a retirement community. So that like, that's going to happen like more than normal. God, you know how many times I've driven around in Punta Gorda and, and there's just there's just someone like yeah just, they drive very slow and they're fearfully just like looking looking around. The thing is though, I've come to realize like as I get older, like that's why they come here. That's what this place is right, for. Right, you yeah. know what I mean? Like we <laughs> live slow and we drink margaritas and we drive slow and like <laughs> if you don't like it, go to New York City. You know what I mean? <laughs> like where I used or to Tampa. be like, damn it, why are we? Why are you going so slow? Like yeah, can you yeah, see? Yeah. I'm like, but hey, man, they got to go somewhere. Yeah, we, we you know. And then when you slow down, it's kind of nice sometimes. Well, cool, man. I'm sure the next time we, uh, by the next time we get on here, there'll be a. There's gonna be a baby in this house. There will be a baby. And I don't boy. think we'll be able to keep him as quiet as we are, have been able to keep Millie. No, you're, I think you'll have to accept accept the zoo element for a while. That there'll just be sort of a mm-hmm. bunch of monkeys running around. But uh, it's exciting, man. Very yeah, exciting. Cool. Very I'm excited. Very excited. Excited We're, for you. Any minute now. Yeah. Any minute. And yes, we were. Now that uh, hopefully once in a while, you know, try to come on when we can keep this. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get back in the rhythm now. Yeah, you know? I know some of our friends want us to get back on I'm here. I'm sorry we, about the delay. We'll, we'll get we'll get some uh, some of our friends back on and uh, get the party rolling. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it back rolling here. So, uh, thanks for listening. All right, cool guys. Good to good to good to have you back. Take it easy. Hey, that's my line. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to the Aging Millennials Podcast.